When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome into a winning episode, just barely, of the Talking Blues podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host Peter. Alex missing another one of these episodes, except he's given me his cold, and uh, here I am sitting with a bad voice. But I'm still here anyway, unlike him. He's you know off the grid, off the map. Who knows where Alex is right now? We, we don't. We're all searching for answers, but none are to be found. Um, I'm just kidding. Hopefully, he'll be here next episode. We'll have to wait and see because he'll be away. Peter will be away. Uh, they're both going away to see family in different parts of the country, and I'm just sitting here at home when uh, Chelsea plays their next match against Wolves on Sunday. Um, so who knows? Maybe I'll be alone. Maybe I'll be with one of them um we'll have to wait uh and see what the deal is there but don't worry because you know i'm committed to this podcast guys really the only reason i'm i'm still going to be staying here while you're going away is because i could record the talking blues podcast obviously so i think you guys are just uncommitted at this point but chelsea does win in penalties four to two in the efl cup quarterfinal against newcastle and yeah peter and i are here to break down all of it the match that was that occurred uh that was in interesting Chelsea win. We'll get into the bulk of everything, um, but I want to let Peter go first, addressing the allegations of how he's not committed to the Talking Blues podcast, see how he's doing, if he's excited for this family trip occurring uh, in, in the next couple of days. Uh, and obviously, you know, like the reason we're here too, the child, his thoughts on this uh, Chelsea performance, Peter, addressing all of those questions. I don't know which one you want to start with, but you can go whenever. Well, that was a lot of questions. I mean, it's just an interrogation now, apparently, instead of a podcast, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here, but I'll start in saying I'm doing well. As I always say, you know, come on, I'll see you win. I'm always doing better. It's exciting, especially a win like this. We're into the sunny finals, you know, that's exciting. And I think I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think winner of the Carabao Cup gets I think it's I think it's a Europa League place. So all I'm saying is that even if we end up staying in 13, if we can win this competition, we have a chance at Europe next season. So that's still a lot. And I'll just preface that. And then secondly, uh, allegations if I'm if, if I'm not committed or not. I mean, I don't know what we're doing here. I've been on like 10 straight episodes at this point. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm still going to bring my mic and then I'm going to escape from my little cousins that are also going to, uh, to Indiana with me. And uh, we're going to, and I'm going to just record a podcast. And I mean, I'll say that, but, you know, things can change. But the plan is to remain committed. I have to keep my streak of episodes going. It's been a while since I haven't been on one. So we'll see. But what is it? What even? Oh, if I was excited. Oh, I'm very excited. You know, I uh, I don't know. It's Christmas. Everyone loves Christmas, right? You get to go see family. You get presents. You know, it's exciting. 
Uh, and then the last thing is that it's actually a Chelsea podcast and not a talk about, listen to Fida talk about his, uh, what he's doing and his family adventures and such and such. So, uh, Chelsea, yes, like I said, winning in the Carabao Cup quarterfinals, you love to see that. You love to see that even if we are incapable of winning in the league for some reason, we still have success in the cup competitions. And I mean, I feel like sometimes you need that. Obviously, we have a young squad, so it's not all ups and downs, but that's the beauty of of a knockout competition is that anything can happen. You never really know. So we're into the semifinals now. Uh, I think, uh, I forget who what teams are left. I think it's it's Middlesbrough, Fulham. Oh, oh, you have this, Josh? Yeah, I, I had it pulled up, actually. But you can keep going. You have it so far. I have, it was Middlesbrough, Fulham, and then have Liverpool played yet? Because it's Liverpool or West Ham, I'm pretty sure. So that match is going to happen for us at 3 p.m. today. So I don't know when everyone's listening. Okay. We're recording around 12 p.m. Eastern time here on Wednesday, a day after the Chelsea match. So it's uh, Fulham who beat Everton yesterday, also in penalties, funny enough. Middlesbrough beat Port Vale 3-0 late yesterday, and then Chelsea won 1. It was 1-1, obviously, in regular time. 4-2 in penalties. Chelsea move on. Liverpool-West Ham, the only game left that's going to be played today. Um, it could already be the result could already be in place when you're listening. So realistically, and I, I'm sure, Peter, you were going to go to this now, um, was that like Chelsea has a chance to win this competition. You know, they're, they're very much in the running. I, I, I think um, obviously the toughest match will be whoever wins that Liverpool West Ham game. But besides that, Fulham and Middlesbrough are beatable teams. You know, this season we're talking though, and and for Chelsea it seems like no teams, even the bottom of the Premier League, is uh, not winnable teams uh, for the Blues. So I know I'm speaking a little like we're a top ten, top five squad who can win against winnable teams, but we're not, unfortunately. Um, but I still will state some confidence that I think Chelsea has a chance to kind of squeak by um, and, and get this. Carabao Cup victory and, and yeah the Europa League obviously is uh, a definitely a cherry on top if it's possible to get that um but yeah that's that's what I have to say to that go ahead you can continue with whatever you were talking about unless you forgot your train of thought well I was literally just gonna say exactly what you're saying is that the teams that are left in the competition uh, literally I was gonna say exactly what you said where no team is beatable at this stage for Chelsea but if there's going to be beatable teams, it would be Middlesbrough, a championship team. Fulham. Did Fulham get relegated last year? I don't even know. I think they... Yeah. Okay, so two championship uh, teams. Yeah. And then West Ham and Liverpool. So I, I hate saying this because we're supposed to be a big team. But if we avoid Wait, no. Liverpool... Wait, no. Fulham didn't get relegated. Fulham like, finished well last year. Didn't Fulham I... finish in like top 10 standings? Did they? I don't know. Uh, I'm not a big Fulham fan. I yeah, they finished. They finished above Chelsea last year. They finished in tenth. We're no. disrespecting Fulham. Okay. Or to be fair, finishing uh, finishing above Chelsea last year is not the uh, the hardest thing. They're to also do, but... one point behind us right now. We're in tenth at this current moment in the Premier League. They're in eleventh. So we're, okay. we're so then we're about the same team. Them, thinking they got relegated. My bad. I apologize to any Fulham fans listening. I don't know why you're listening. To be honest, but you know, fair enough for you. I apologize. But regardless. If we can avoid Liverpool or West Ham in the draw, I think we can beat Fulham or Middlesbrough, especially because the semifinals two legs. I think that uh, gives us an advantage against those two teams. But against if we do end up against Liverpool, because I assume Liverpool is going to beat West Ham today, but you never know. Two legs against Liverpool, I don't think we're winning. But if we can, if we can scam a good draw 
uh, I think we have a possibility of winning this competition and getting Europe, which I think is very big because we're definitely not getting it through the league. So we need to do something at least in the cup competition if we want to have a chance. All right. So we're talking about all these holistic lens stuff. Let's stick to the game for a second and recap that a little bit. This was a dominated Newcastle United performance, in my opinion, from beginning of the opening whistle to the penalties, where I think once the penalties started, it was all Chelsea and um, a big, big credit to the Chelsea penalty takers and Petrovic and that Peter, that final save that he made was absolutely phenomenal. So I like to give credit to Petrovic. Um, also seeing the first sight, which I didn't think we were going to, we're, we're sitting here on December 20th and that happened on December 19th, the day before today, obviously I did not think we were going to see, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in Kunku cold coming in. I did not think we were going to see in Kunku before the new year of 2024. And I guess, Merry Christmas to me. We get a Christopher and Kunku coming into this EFL Cup game for his first sights at Stanford Bridge, um, which was very exciting. And he had a great penalty that came with that. I I still stand with this, though. Uh, this Chelsea defense is in shambles. This Chelsea midfield needs to figure something out. And every time we feel like we're getting an attack going... It just fizzles out with a bad cross or a player who's unable to finish within the box or, you know, we do get that chance and then the shot is just wide at the target. And it, it you know, like I, I just went through all three kind of slots of how it goes um, with with defense and, and midfield and attacking. And I guess if I'm going to pick one, it, it it honestly has to be defense because, you know, we always talk about Tiago Silva, the Rolls Royce, all that. You know, he's kind of fallen off this year. Age has kind of gotten towards him, I would say, right now. And then, oh my God, this Colt's killing me. Um, Callum Wilson with the goal in the 16th minute. That wasn't a Callum Wilson goal. I mean, sure, good of him to finish past Petrovic, but oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What what did I witness with that? I mean, Alex and I were talking about it. We actually were on the phone during penalties uh, for the game, we didn't watch together in person, but uh, we 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 hopped on a phone call for the final penalties, and um, he told me he, that he turned the game off after that Calamosin goal because it was like same old Chelsea. This team's gonna get crushed in this game. They somehow won it, but <laughs> that was one of the worst defensive performances on a play I have seen all season long. That was horrifyingly terrible by Badi Ashiel. Awful, awful, awful defending. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Mistakes happen all the time. I understand that. I think Shaka Hislop mentioned that when he was asked about the goal in ESPN FC after the game. They were recapping in and and um, what's his name? Dan Thomas, the host, I believe, uh, asked Shaka, what do you think of you know that that try? And he was like, well, mistakes happen in football from time to time. And, and, and he's exactly right. But I mean, mistakes have happened all season for Chelsea in this defense. And, and that's just terribly horrifying to watch it was awful go ahead peter i'm done well i was just gonna say you're talking about Badia she but it was also i think it was colwell who picked it up i mean casido was like right there it was like a 10 yard pass like any professional footballer should be able to make that pass and he completely over hits it right to the newcastle player who then breaks who then misses the ball and we're like oh okay i mean that's fine okay so we're just we're just gonna get the ball back we can build up from the back and then Badia she does whatever Badia she does 
And then, as you say, that's not a Callum Wilson goal. That's just the entire Chelsea backline deciding to just forget how to play football. And like you say, I wouldn't say, I would say the attack has been much worse than the defense. But that does encapsulate Chelsea's season. Because that's just the perfect example of not other teams beating us, but us beating ourselves. We always do it. Whether it's the attackers missing all the chances we create. Midfielders just giving the ball away, not going into a tackle. They're just getting stupid red cards. And then the defenders doing exactly that. It's it's just, you don't, you hate to see it. And I mean, honestly, I, did, I didn't turn the game off, but I was heading back from uh, from college during the game. So I very much so kind of put that to the wayside and started focusing on other things after that goal. Because I literally was like, okay, they scored. Uh, same old Chelsea. They're not, we're not going to score back. I had no faith in us to score back because our attack has just been bad. Our attack really has just been bad. So I didn't, I really just thought, I, I thought it was over. And I mean, it very well could have been, but luckily we, they, Newcastle, <laughs> make a mistake back and give Mudrik the ability to just kind of get a free shot on net from like the six yard box, which he thankfully scores. If he missed that, I would have like tried and just said, send him, I was going to make a bad joke. Not going to happen. I stopped myself. Uh, but, I know exactly what you were, you were going to yeah. say too. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, luckily we get that goal. And then luckily we have Petrovic, who apparently is the best, the best penalty saving goalkeeper I've ever seen in my life. So, I mean, good for us. Uh, we got lucky. They got lucky to start. We got lucky back. And at the end of the day, Chelsea win. And I think that's all you need to care about because it doesn't matter how you do it, especially in a comp competition. As long as you get the win, you move on. And that's what we did. And, and yeah, I, like you said, right back at it. I think it was Trippier got um, the poor header on the ball, which led Mudrik to the chance. So like you said, a poor defense, poor defensive errors, um, both in this match for both squads leading to their teams as goal. And I think that's just kind of how like the book scripts itself. Right. I mean, Chelsea and Batty Ashiel has that terrible play. And then Trippier, when he's, you know, gets a head onto the ball, it goes in front of him and, and Mudrik is able to capitalize on that with the goal to tie things up. And, um, I didn't know exactly how the Carabao cup, EFL cup, whatever you want to say, uh, the, you know, it worked, I, I didn't know if it was going to be another another match, if it was going to be a replay, if it was going to be extra time or penalties. Um, that it went straight to penalties was uh, definitely very exciting, um, but all the, obviously way more nerve-wracking, I think, than, than extra time. Both would be very uh, scary stuff, but but penalties especially is, is the most nerve-wracking type of football you could ever see, um, especially when you're playing that in like, in like the World Cup, and, and we know... Um, the game I'm referencing, but we're not talking about the World Cup right now. We're talking about Chelsea. So, yeah, I, I think we sum the game up well. Um, <clears throat> it is an EFL Cup game, Peter, so I wasn't planning on doing play ratings. I can pull it up if you really wanted me to. Um, I we could I mean we could just run through them quickly, just like rapid fire, okay. just see what I get. Yeah, no, no discussing. Just like literally, just say player name. Did I get it right? Player name. Did I get it right? All right. Let's see if goal.com did one for this game. They should have. All right, goal.com's player ratings. For anyone who's new here, Peter is going to guess it. We'll see how much he can get out of eleven. Uh, for goal.com, it is whole numbers out of ten, 
and uh, pretty self-explanatory. And if you don't get it, then you'll understand as we kind of go through here. So Petrovic in net first, Peter. Obviously, with the penalty heroics, I'd say that has to be at least an eight. It's going to be a seven for Petrovic. What? After all? No. <laughs> Given little chance with the goal, but had nothing to do otherwise in normal time. Kept his concentration to make the vital shootout save. How is that? Okay, whatever. Well, if you do remember, their average is a six. So, I mean, but yeah. I, yeah, I, but I mean, the game-winning save, you got to have an eight for that. I don't care. Uh, Axel the Saucy to start the back line. He was one of the only ones who didn't make an insanely big air, so I'll go I'll go I'll go six. It is a six for DeSassi. We're moving to Tiago Silva in the back line. Um so you're one for two at this moment. I'll I'll also go six. Because he wasn't very involved in the goal. I'll go six. For some reason, goal.com has him at a seven. One for three, okay. you go. They said back to something like his best as his time as he timed countless challenges to perfection. As the side left themselves open to the counter. That's pretty fair. I don't know right. about a seven, though. I don't know about a yeah, seven. I, I mean, I just talked about how Tiago Silva hasn't been the best this year, but <laughs> fine. Cleveland.com doesn't agree with you. <laughs> All right. Batty is Shield. Talked a lot about him this episode. I mean, okay. Outside of the mistake, he wasn't bad. But I think the mistake, you have to give him a five for that. <laughs> Why do you think I'm laughing, Peter? Because they gave him a seven. They gave him a three. <laughs> a three? Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> Ones for four, you go. This is the description. And the first two words, horrible, horrible. Error. Having initially defended so well against Wilson's driving runs, miscontrolling and bobbling the ball back into the striker's path, regaining his composure, but the damage was already done. Uh, Batty Ishiel, a three out of ten. By gold.com. Like, and honestly, on it, no, I'm I'm happy with that. Like, that's fair to me. No. Okay. See, no. But see, the thing with that is they don't give positive three points for an attacker scoring a goal, but they do minus three points for a defender giving up a goal. That's all I'm saying. There's some bias going on. Here. It was all him, though. Like, literally, he was the, like, honestly, counted own goal by Batty Shield at that point. Like, no, know. no, no, no. Hey, go to Colo so I can say. I'm going to give Colo a five because he fucked up the pass that led to the break that that happened from. No, and you're right. And now you go two for five, and Colwell gets yeah. a five. His hospital pass led indirectly to the opener. Did get forward mm-hmm. well, but picked up a knock and was forced off at the break. We'll be glad of VAR's absence, yeah. um, which is true because that challenge in the first half was definitely a red. Bad. That was bad. <laughs> that was a red card. Uh, thank God that he did not get one because we could be talking about not the AFL Cup semifinals in this episode. Uh, starting with the midfield, Moises Caicedo. Caicedo was solid. I'll go six, though. They give him a seven. That's not that's fair. He had a good game. He had a good game. Yeah. So you're two for six, I believe. Um, like Caicedo, that. perhaps fortunate that there was no VR after catching Anthony Gordon high on the back of his leg inside two minutes. Still managed to put in an impressively, uh, oh boy, combative display. Why don't I slip on that word? Despite that booking. Um, yeah, I agree with that too. Uh, they gave they just gave him a yellow. The game was flowing really quickly after Chelsea's goal late by... Um, by Mudrick, and um, I can understand that. But yeah, I agree with the seven. Okay, two for six, you are Connor Gallagher. I'd say also got a seven. I thought he, he performed very well. You're getting one away a lot here. Two for seven, Connor Gallagher got a six. He did um, as well as Casado. Come on, go that comment. They, the captain showed his intent as he planted a shot onto the woodwork inside 10 minutes, typically in- industrious, but couldn't haul his team over the line in normal time. Took his penalty well. How wait, I'm sorry, but wait, can you tell me how that's a six? 
yeah, there was only positive things there. Yeah, I, I don't. Okay, I don't what I, we move, we move, we move. Enzo. Obviously, the injury, I feel like he didn't play enough. You have to just give him a six. Give him a five. It's not um, his fault. He was sick. What? That's oh, okay. Whatever. Two for eight. Uh, constantly looked to get on the ball, but was forced off half an hour and due to illness. Okay, so I guess six is not average, apparently. I guess five is average. I guess not. I guess it is five. Um, and they get a, you get a six if you're a little better than uh, average. Okay, attack I'm, I'm now. I'm so confused now. Cole Palmer. Palmer was solid. He had a few chances, but didn't really do anything extremely penalty though so i'll go seven two for eight um what palmer got a five what why drifted in and out of the game as chelsea's look to engineer an equalizer did his bit in the shootout how is that on five at least give a six man nico okay jackson. i guess five is average now oh, wait, i think you're okay. two for nine not two for yeah because nico jackson oh jesus that's even worse um okay nico jackson i'll also give a five to there you go. He cut on now. Uh, Jackson gets a five yes. or three for ten. Burst into life in the second half, but couldn't take his clearest opportunity. Replaced by Christopher Nkunku and Raheem Sterling. Oh, also go five? A six for Sterling. Oh, oh, why does Sterling... Okay, Sterling gets a six, though. Why? Three Please for don't. 11. You went in today's game with some shocking results by Goal.com here. They said for Sterling, Chelsea's brightest attacker for the most part. Really should have leveled, but saw a goal-bound effort well blocked. Frustrating night. Why is that? Okay, no. Anyway. All right, rapid fire for the subs real quick. Broja. Six. Five. Gusto. Oh, I, Gusto was good. Seven. Okay. Six. <laughs> what? Okay, no. Broja, Broja. On early for Fernandez, saw a good finish, chalked off for offsides, but was a little cumbersome overall. And then Gusto, on at the break to cover at left back, certainly provided some attacking thrust and contributed to the leveler with a testing cross. Christopher and Kunku. Six. Five. Ooh, Finally, a debut for the Frenchman. Wasn't really able to get involved, though. Crashed home his penalty. Okay, five is now average for this one, which fucked up all my ratings. I genuinely think if you subtracted a one from all my ratings, I would have gotten like eight for 11. Mudrick. I was scared. Seven. Eight. <laughs> Stepped up when it mattered most. Capitalized yeah. on Trippier's mistake and just about did enough with his finish. Coolly scored his, uh, coolly scored hit spot kick too. Interesting wording. Okay. <laughs> Ian Madsen. Ian Madsen. Six. <laughs> Why does Madsen get a six? What did he do? He made a difference as an attacking left wing back. So you did not play. Okay. No. I'm going to move on. <laughs> I wish I was making up these ratings because this is so fun. Okay. <laughs> now, the manager, Pochettino, on the day, an EFL, EFL Cup semifinal coming up for him. What did he get out of 10, Peter? I'm so scared. I'll go. I mean, Mudrick scored so good sub that they'll take into it. They, he, it's not really his fault his players decided to forget how to play soccer. So I'll go seven. There we go. That's all that matters. You got seven for the manager. Basically, <laughs> made, that basically means I got 11 out of 11, honestly, I think. They said for Pochettino, Chelsea were the better team, especially in the second half. So the manager deserves credit. 
Many would have expected his side to fold given their fragile confidence this season, but they showed real metal. Have you ever heard of that word? What? Metal? Real metal? M E T T L E? Yeah, it's like uh it's like it's like toughness and like like uh okay okay i suck whatever to pull off an unlikely comeback i've never seen metal used to describe i mean i understand that okay sick big fan all right um real quick uh stats from the game shots for chelsea 15 to four shots on target four to two chelsea led that 78 percent of possession to chelsea 78 percent wow um, almost 600 more shots, if not more, for Chelsea than Newcastle had. Uh, fouls 11 to 9. Newcastle led that yellow card. Chelsea led that 4 to 2. Uh, Chelsea had six offsides in this match compared to Newcastle 0 and 7 to 1 in corners. Chelsea led that as well. Like I said, an odd, interesting, unlikely victory for the Blues. We will take it and we will roll with it into some action in the Premier League. Chelsea versus Wolves for us at a bright and early 8 a.m. on Christmas Eve. Uh, While for everyone in the UK, I believe that match will start at 1 p.m. for you. Chelsea sit 10th in the Premier League table with 22 points. Wolves sit in 13th with 19 points. So an even match there. We'll have to see who comes on top. And hopefully we have an episode for you by Monday, whether it's with me, whether it's with me, Peter, and Alex. Um... All of us at three different parts of the U.S. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, But for now, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. Please support us by hitting that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Drop five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'm on Twitter at JoshDullo29. And Talking Blues is on Twitter and TikTok at Talking Blues Pod. Go Blues. We'll see you next time.